Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. I think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring. So it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of the subconscious mind and suggestions. I've got a new exciting guest today who's very close to my heart and it's Cami. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, welcome Cami. So I think like people that know me like at work especially like know knows Cami as well because we it's so funny like looking back because I guess we've known each other for nearly coming up to three years now, right? Yeah, something like that. Since the yeah. start, really. Yeah. yeah. So we started off in um, our workplace um, as part of a graduate program. And then it's so funny because in the beginning, I, I was scared of Cami because she had like a very good, like, <laughs> resting bitch face. And I was like, she's like, scary. <laughs> but then, like, yeah. it's so funny because, you know, people say that, oh, like, the best friendship starts from, like, when you first, like, didn't like each other in the beginning kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's literally what happened because I don't know if it was like hard halfway through the year like we just started working on a project and then like we just like clicked right and then like we were we, we had like loads of like these DMCs and then we just realized how similar we were as well and then it's just been like uphill from there and like we've also got matching tattoos I just had to throw that in <laughs> we've been on holidays and like we've just like always like been here for each other and like I'm so excited to kind of like shed some light on Cami and her story because um I know that it's going to be like good and like I'm just happy to kind of have you on board so welcome once again Cami and for the people that don't know you uh, maybe you want to start off with your name age and occupation Sure. So Camilla Blois, I'm 24, coming up to 25 in August. Um, occupation. This is a funny one. So um, I'm a success manager, but I guess it's just a glorified um, account manager without the selling. Essentially, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> It's always like when I have to explain what a customer success manager is, I always cringe a little bit. But no, right? it's, um, it's talking basically business value and strategy with customers. How do they um move their business forward with technology essentially saying like yeah it's so funny because people still don't know what I do and like you know like especially before sometimes I don't even know what I do so <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about our, our titles right but yeah I guess like that's what you do for a living and you know that's your your day job and I think like um going back to the premise of the show it's all about like understanding you and like your ordinary tales and your kind of like your humble beginnings of what got you to this position so um I'm just gonna ask that one question and then we can just kind of take it from there but um my first question to you is actually like understanding like you know what like really drives you and like what is your kind of key motivation in everything that you do in your life yeah so what drives me I think going back to how I've been brought up and all the experiences that I've had with my family kind of traveling around a lot and you know moving schools moving house and having to make new friends um I think that it all comes down to um being adaptable and yeah. being resilient and I think what I had to learn is that I'm only in competition with myself. That's mm -hmm. the only thing that I can control, right? You can only control um, how you want to improve yourself. And I think once I realized that, I mm -hmm. put less unrealistic pressure 
on myself. Mm. Mm. So I think that's what drives me, right? It's um, being resilient and being adaptable because we don't know, you know, the jobs that we have today didn't exist 10 years ago. We don't know what jobs are going to exist in 10 years time. Mm. Um, so I think that's that's a good skill to have and, and have that as your motivation as well. What can What am I doing today that I can take with me? Um, how can I have that flexibility in my mm-hmm. life exactly yeah and that's so true because I feel like being resilient is one of those things that is going to be fundamental to whatever you do in the future because let's be honest like things are going to be hard things are going to be stressful right but I think as you've like kind of built that muscle from a very young age like it's only going to kind of come into your benefit in the future and it is one of those skills that I think everyone will have to learn sooner or later and the sooner you learn it it's only going to help you in the future and I think you touched on the fact that you traveled quite a lot you know when you were younger and I know this but like where where have you traveled and like you know (laughs) like I'm trying to act as if I don't know (laughs) it for the audience it's fine um exactly, yeah. <laughs> I know you've been around she's missing worldwide <laughs> been around the block um it's, it's always a funny question I have to ask well I have to laugh when people are like so where were you born um <laughs> so let's start from the beginning I was yeah. born in Madrid that's where my parents were at the time mm-hmm. um and then we moved to the U.S when I was still a baby. Um, We lived in Florida, in Miami for seven years. Mm -hmm. Then my um, granddad got really sick. So we moved back to Brazil Mm -hmm. there for three years. Um, Kind of went through the loss of both my grandparents. And then after that, we moved to Italy. Mm -hmm. So we moved to Italy when I was uh, 10 or 11, I think um and we lived there for about three years and then from Italy we moved to London (laughs) so (laughs) that's where we are today (laughs) and here we are today um so been in London for the last 11 years and actually this is the longest I have lived anywhere Mm. um, which is really weird to say because some people go their whole lives living in the same place um, which is cool too so yeah yeah and it's so interesting because I don't think a lot of people can say like what you've kind of gone through in a way right because you're right like especially when you're growing up and you're like when you're kind of trying to figure out who you are yourself it's like it's hard enough as it is but it's like being thrown in a new position every single time I think you just had to kind of adapt like yeah (laughs) and it's like here you go we're throwing you in the deep end Mm. Uh, sink or swim and I think children have the gift of being really adaptable really flexible Mm. you kind of just pick up what's around you and you go with the flow like having to not only adapt to a new environment but make new friends and learn a new language I think it comes easier Mm. when you're that young um but you said earlier you know resilience is a is a muscle that you need to flex and you need to keep using it for it to to be as effective right so I think it's taking those learnings from a very young age and just applying it to different areas of your life I think Mm. this moment that we're living through Mm. uh, never seen before in our lives our parents lives even our grandparents grandparents. yeah Yeah, exactly um I think it's what I've realized it's it's about resilience every day um, and it's it's not to say that it's easy it's not an easy thing to have and it's completely understandable to 
have your days where you're frustrated, you're tired, you're upset. It's completely normal. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's accepting that and just trying to learn from it every day um, and, and bringing it into your life, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> not letting yourself get into that slump permanently. Exactly. Yeah. And I think like from like your experience, like when you had to like kind of adapt to these new situations, like from your point of view, and I guess like going back to the show, like the premise of like self-development as well, like, you know, how did you kind of flex that kind of resilience muscle and like how did you what do you actually do to adapt to these situations so I think the first time is always the hardest because mm. you don't know any different and you don't have any experiences that you can draw from but I'm I think I in terms of self-development um I probably go against um quote unquote the norm Mm -hmm. when people read books and kind of develop themselves that way which is is good and if it works for you do it mm -hmm. but I think for me it's observing the people around me how mm -hmm. dealt with certain situations in the past um and then self-reflection so mm -hmm. what can I learn from someone else's experience what can I learn from my own experiences um maybe in different situations what do I draw from that mm -hmm. um, and is there anyone else that I can talk to, bounce ideas off of, um, have different perspectives. I think that's, for me, that's really valuable. It's surrounding yourself with people who will challenge you um, mm. be better in different areas of your life. Um, mm. It might be, you know, for, for from the self-development perspective, it's you. Like I draw inspiration from you, from people like Olivia, Rebecca, um, who always strive to be better. Mm. Um, other areas of my life, I draw inspiration from other people. Um, mm. I find that that works better for me than um, sometimes reading a book because I find mm. it it's more applicable. Yeah, I love that because I know that, you know, when we think about self-development, you think that you have to like go on these courses and like you have to read like a book a day, like, and there are like really high expectations kind of thing. But I think from your point, like we're all individuals and we all have things that work for each one of us. And I think what you said around, you can draw inspiration and learn on an everyday basis as long as you're open to it, right? And from your point of view as well, like when you meet new people and you have these experiences, it's like you're open to learning from them. And as a result, it has made you who you are today. So I think you've kind of, going back to your point around, you know, not, not fitting the norm of how you look at this topic. I think a lot of people can also kind of learn and get inspired from you in that point is like, you are an individual and like, you need to just find the right thing that works for you and like it will, right? And I think it's the case of once again, I'm sure your past experiences had led to this moment, but it's the fact that you're consciously looking to develop yourself as well, which has helped you, right? Um, and I think something that you said earlier on, um, which you said that I loved was that I stopped putting unrealistic pressure on myself. Um, that, I think that's so important in today's kind of society. And like, you know, there's the culture of comparison and always like, you know, um, I don't have enough or I, you know, I don't look like that person or I don't, you know, have that that waistline or whatever. But like, I think like, how, like, let's just kind of delve in that as well. And like, you know, mm -hmm. how you've kind of come to that realization, because I think a lot of people can, um, a lot of people are struggling with that at the moment, right? Yeah. So I think I it goes without saying that not putting unrealistic pressure on yourself doesn't mean that you don't try to be better 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to try to be better, but within your parameters, right? Mm-hmm. Not take someone else's goals, someone else's goalposts and go, okay, I'm going to strive for that because you don't know what that person's starting point was. Mm-hmm. You don't know um, that, what journey they're going on. You can mm-hmm. see it from the outside, but you don't know what's going on in their head, right? Mm-hmm. So I think with anything it's you go down a rabbit hole of oh I want that person's life I want that person's body I want that person's drive um Mm. and you can't you can't control that you can Mm. only control yourself you can only be better than you were yesterday Mm. so I think the moment that I realized that it helped me unlock um this kind of self-development side because when you're focusing on others, you're not focusing on yourself. Mm. On your own mm. So I realized that and I was like, oh God, I can't put this pressure on myself because I'm not moving forward. I'm stagnant. Because um, mm. there are certain things that maybe I'm not ready to do right now, or maybe I'll never be ready to do. Mm-hmm. So what can I do to be better? Um, I know <laughs> it sounds really cliche and but it is. I think these things, we probably know them. Yeah. Um, we probably have a harder time accepting them sometimes. Yeah. Because exactly. um, realizing that the accountability is with you mm. is both empowering, freeing, yeah. but also terrifying. Because, yeah. Well, shit. I don't know if you can swear on this podcast, but. But it's like, okay, well, it rests solely on me. Mm. no one else can do it for me so mm-hmm. that is it right and I think I think what you said around like knowing your limits is like the key thing there because the goalpost for someone else could look completely different to yours right and the only way you you will know how to kind of frame a goal goalpost is by once again focusing on yourself rather than others and I think that is so important and I love what you said around you know when you focus on others you're not focusing on yourself Mm-hmm. and you know you can always look for others as inspiration right and and to kind of help you strive to do better but it's up to you like how you look at it is are you looking at it on a positive way or are you looking at it in a, in a negative way right and you're right like I think knowing yourself is one of those like cliche things that like, oh everyone says know yourself and know thyself you know it's like oh, okay like, how do how does one do that yeah <laughs> well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean if I don't know myself like how, who else would know right but it's true because it's like it's one of those things like we just need to kind of revalidate and reiterate it. and there, there are it is an ongoing thing as well right like what you know of yourself isn't limited because then that would mean that you've known everything you need to know about yourself but yeah and you exactly I mean that would that would suck wouldn't it because it's like <laughs> now what what am I living <laughs> like this is it <laughs> but yeah it is that ongoing thing and like the, the the more you grow up the more experiences you have the more people that you meet like that's ha- that's what's going to kind of help you to kind of get to know yourself even even more and yeah it is that ongoing ongoing journey right yeah it doesn't stop and I think yeah. if it did you'd have to be a little bit worried um yeah. imagine being a 50 year old man or woman who stopped growing intellectually and emotionally at 25 I mean right you have to <laughs> you have to keep pace but it's true and I think um I said earlier it's important to surround yourself with people who inspire you and sometimes it's not just about um observing them and what they do um and kind of trying to take a little bit of that inspiration and adapting it to what works for you but 
it's um, important to have people who tell you some hard truths. Sometimes it's hard to hear, um, but I think it's important. And I think I, 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 you know, I don't have a big circle of friends. I like to to keep a smaller circle, but everyone that I do consider a friend is someone who I know I can go to and be like, look, this is the situation that's happening. Um, can you tell me if I'm being crazy? Can you tell me if I need to kind of have a wake up call and do something about it? Mm. And I have done that before. And I have had the answer, yeah, Camilla, stop complaining, just do something about it. <laughs> and it's hard to hear at the time, right? You're like, oh my God, you're being so mean to me. And mm. that's not what I wanted to hear. I just wanted you to comfort me. But actually, go and sit and reflect and have your 10 minutes of feeling sorry for yourself. Mm. Um, and then realize that that person was probably right. And they're saying it because they're interested in seeing you grow as well um mm -hmm. and I think that's probably when I've had my biggest now retrospectively thinking when I've had my biggest leaps of self-development is when I've been in a really crappy situation mm. really shitty time in my life and I complained about it for a month straight <laughs> and then I had a, an honest conversation with someone and they said okay and what are you going to do about it Mm. And that's always been my wake-up call um mm. so I try now <laughs> not to complain as much um <laughs> and do something about it sooner yeah but, I mean I'm glad that I have those people who will exactly. be very honest yeah and I think that's so important and I think like dealing with hard truths in the beginning is hard because it hurts your ego right because you want them to say a certain thing and it's like oh yeah. like you actually said that you know like, <laughs> it hurts. It's like I didn't want to say that <laughs> fully well what they've said is the truth and I think we've come a full circle because once again dealing with hard truths takes a form of resilience right exactly you need to be able to take it and know that the fact that they've said it comes from a good place and a good intent um and it is true because some like resilience comes in so many forms um and even from your own circle and your loved ones, it's like when they tell you the truth, how are you going to take it, right? Are you going to run away from it and just kind of have that mentality that I'm right and they don't know what they're going on, but it's actually like taking a step back and reflecting like, you know, what do you, what are you going to do now? And I think this is really, this goes back to what you said around like knowing everything is in your power is both freeing, freeing and terrifying because I'm sure when that person asks you what you're going to do now, that probably gave you like a bit of like oh shit you know like well, yeah. no, I do, you know? <laughs> it was like a week of being terrified you know yeah. yeah yeah okay so that means that only I can fix the situation what am I going to do about it um mm. but what you said is really true right it's it's your ego that's hurt and mm. you don't grow you don't better yourself by um letting your ego get in the way and again I'm not saying that it's an easy thing to do to put your ego aside. No. We all have it, we all have egos and it does get bruised sometimes. And I think most the most important thing is just being honest with yourself and mm. realizing when it is your ego taking mm. over. Um, mm. And you don't have to kind of put that out there for anyone. You just have mm. to realize it within yourself and go, okay, Camilla, it's your ego talking, put it aside and go sort out the situation and then go and deal with the ego later um because exactly. you'll feel better about yourself for having dealt with the situation and face yeah. head on mm, yeah exactly and I think 
uh, like recognizing you've got the ego um, and like let like you know being aware of the fact that it's your ego talking is like the biggest form of kind of like enlightenment you can have in a way because so so often people are surrounded by the ego and they don't even recognize they have it right and that's the worst part but once you'd recognize it's like it's not me talking it's my ego talking and it's like not letting that consume you I think that's the first step of um recognizing the ego within yourself but also others right so when you want to you know say something and it's like you, they act in a reactive way you know it's not them it's the ego kind of thing right and it's like a collective thing it's not just individuals like countries have it and you know certain castes and races is that has it as well because like your sense of pride and identity but <laughs> it's so interesting because it's like yeah going back to points like it's being honest with yourself and like knowing when it comes alive and not letting it kind of consume you right yeah I think mm-hmm. allowing yourself to be vulnerable mm-hmm. with yourself I know it's it's something that's hard to do with others but that's a topic for for another day um yeah. But allowing yourself to to be vulnerable with yourself and recognize um, when you're just being stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, you need to in the mirror and like just check yourself. Like, yeah. like check yourself, and you go, you know what? You're being a bit dumb right now. Just, you know, <laughs> get into it some time. Sometimes you do need to talk to yourself. Yeah, just you know, take a time out and sort the situation out. <laughs> exactly yeah that is so true and I think it's like doing that might sound sound crazy and you know like they've lost it but no that takes a lot of courage as well and yeah it all goes back to like kind of like being honest with yourself right yeah exactly um that's that's the best thing that you can do I think because Mm -hmm. you can lie to others Mm -hmm. um you can't ever lie to yourself you you might think you are but deep down you know the truth and I think everyone knows or most people know what they have to do mm. um, to self-develop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just facing it head on, right? Um, mm. Actually sometimes taking time to think about it mm. and going, okay, I want to invest in this and I want to make it a part of my daily routine, I guess. Um, mm. Sometimes it's conscious. Sometimes it's, you know, let me sit down and I'm going to take one hour of my day to dedicate myself to learning a new skill or reading a book about self-development or doing whatever it might be Um, or for others it's more organic so for me it's listening to others bouncing off ideas off people um picking up things as I go along yeah definitely and I think like for you like the experience part is a kind of like the big um kind of source of your kind of inspiration and I think that's a good segue into my second question which is actually you know if I was to ask you now like looking back at your life and what got you to where you are today um if I was to ask you you know is there that one moment or that one experiences which you had that really shaped you to be who you are today (laughs) first thing what's the first thing that comes in your mind um <laughs> so this is actually a really embarrassing story um, go on i've been vulnerable let's be vulnerable it's a safe space it is. Um, <laughs> so when i lived in italy um i was being bullied by this girl um who didn't like me to this day i'm not really sure why and what happened she kind of pretended to be my friend and then would go around and tell people that i was saying things about them anyway so then so we were like 12 or 13 at the time Mm. um, which thinking about it is really young for how um 
like crazy she was. <laughs> I couldn't think of that. That's a whole other topic, isn't it? That's a whole other I couldn't think of that. I'm low-key worried for her. But she's not crazy at that age. I know, but I kind of was like, I'm not going to let her back into my life. No. Anyway, so, so it got to the point where, like, she would... I mean, this is something out of a film, but she would lock me in the um, bathroom stalls mm. and get like a gang of her friends and they would be like shouting abuse and like banging on the door. Mm. And like 12 year old me was terrified, right? These girls were bigger oh. than me. Um, I was new in the school. So mm. I would just like sit there and cry um, mm. until one day I was leaving school and um one of the girls that she had said that I had badmouthed came to the school and was like, I'm going to beat her up, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I was 12, she was 16. Mm. Obviously, I was terrified. But I just got so sassy because I was so tired of that situation. That so that's when it all began. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to the root of it. <laughs> I was so tired of the situation. I remember walking outside the gates of the school and there were maybe 20 or 30 boys mm. on bikes and they were all kind of chanting like hit her and jump her and stuff in Italian mm. and I was like this is how I die mm. this is how it goes down <laughs> how it all ends I love you mom <laughs> uh to my family mm. um so she came up to me and she was like well I heard that you've been saying blah 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 about me mm. and I was like actually that wasn't me it was this person and it was perfectly timed because she was actually walking out of school at that mm. time and j just to make it clear for the audience I'm <laughs> lying. she had actually said those things to me about her so I was like actually it was her who said it mm. and explained the situation and she looked at this girl like she wanted to eat her alive mm. and I was like okay I need to get out of here as soon as possible this is my window so I just <laughs> quickly paced home <laughs> he's like i've done my job here <laughs> i'm out of here drop smoke i just lit the match let it blow up um got home ran up the stairs and like hid myself in my room i was like okay this is how i die they're gonna come knocking for me what's mm. gonna happen and i kid you not i was terrified of going into school the next day mm. but they never ever bullied me again and i was like is that all it took I just have to be sassy. This is so empowering. <laughs> Do you know what? That deserves that deserves a round of applause for that story. I was getting the chills, man. <laughs> so um here we are today. So if I'm ever sassy to you, it's out of love. Not really, but you know. <laughs> I mean, like that it is. I, I love that in so many ways. And I think like growing up like like we talked about earlier like we're going through so many emotions ourselves right like especially like you know if you don't look like the people around you or if you don't aren't from the similar level like you feel left out as it is and it doesn't help that teenage culture loves bullying and they love making themselves look better than others and trying to act hard and stuff and what you did there is you could have let that carried on and you could have always kind of victimized yourself but I think once you got to the point that enough is enough you stood up for yourself, right? And that's the best thing you can do because then they realise that you're not, like, weak and you're not, like, as as much of a victim as much th as they thought you were. And, like, 
I just love I just like love the fact that you put them in their place. <laughs> I feel like they deserved it. And going back, it's silly, right? At that age, yeah. like what matters. Like they don't even it's so silly how little of an impact they have on your life today and in the future. Mm -hmm. But I, I know how you feel because when you're younger, like it feels like your whole life revolves around that, right? Yeah. Especially it's if they are bigger than you and yeah and I can relate to you in that sense as well because when I was growing up like when I came from Nepal at like I think year seven or eight it was year seven when I started like I could like barely speak English like you know I was I felt so out of the like out of the crowd and like in so many ways like I felt like my true person was like my true potential was hiding away because of me growing up and like me not feeling like I fit in and it's so normal to feel that way at that age and I think the more you grow up and the more I guess you stand up for yourself and you are willing to kind of show up and speak up I think that's when you kind of like the true potential kind of shines through and I think it, it is so like empowering when you get there and some people might look at us and it's funny because in other conversations as well like I've got really like um confident friends and they speak up and like you know they, sh they were sharing stories of as well of when they were like a shy kid and they couldn't <laughs> do words and like when they did drama or like you know they're known as the shy kid and we were kind of locked away right and I think like if there were if someone looked at us now like they're like <laughs> you're having a laugh like are you shy <laughs> it's like not speaking up like you know it's so funny because it's like it's so funny how like you use that moment as that pinnacle moment to like find Cami B do you know what I mean <laughs> Cami B and I think in a way you found your worth right and I think you yeah. carried that forward like to this once again links back to resilience is like not let in bullies like whether it's in when you're 13 or even when you're older because bullies come in different form as you grow up and I guess bullies isn't the right term but people you know people people take advantage of you and they do they do and like you know you could either shy away and like let that get to you but I think like that at its core like because you've been through it once I think <laughs> You know, <laughs> knowing when to say enough is enough. And it's funny because I'm the least confrontational person ever. Like, yeah. I will never be the one to start an argument. I can't um, imagine you doing that. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's it's kind of true to my personality, right? To this day, I'm not confrontational. But I think um, I've found confidence in myself that if I do need to say something, I know that I have the voice within me to say it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's and it's funny because you know I was listening to your podcast with Perry and she was like, "Yeah, I was a shy kid." And I was like, "What? Right? Was shy? Like she has this huge personality and she's so bubbly." But right. um, I think it's those uh, experiences and maybe sometimes even traumas from your <laughs> childhood that, that kind of make you blossom and and come out of your shell and like really own who you are. Mm, that's true because I think like going back you know it's not like that there's a fine line right just because like you're confident doesn't mean that you you yeah. up for yourself and every chance that you get you're like you can't talk to me like that <laughs> there's a time and a place and it's like um once you have that toolkit then you can like bring it out do you know what I mean and because you've done it once like it's like if it yeah. ever comes a time it, it reminds me of like a superhero movie like where like, <laughs> they have their key power locked away like the whole movie and then like I've been watching a lot of Marvel movies <laughs> Um, then, yeah, I can't tell really <laughs> and then when the time comes it's like boom you know and then you, <laughs> I bet it was like a mic drop kind of moment but I yeah. <laughs> yeah it was I think that's probably one of like 
the funniest stories um, in my life. And it's good that I can look back and, and laugh at it. But at the time, it was a big deal. Like, I, you know, all the, the usual things that people do when they go th through something like that. Stop talking to like family, stopped eating, stopped socializing, mm -hmm. um, all the the cliches, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, because I think at that age, your emotions are heightened, right? Mm -hmm. and bigger in your head. And especially when you're actually going through the problem. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I realized. Like any situation that I've found hard in my life, when I'm going through it, that's mm -hmm. the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And then give it some time and reflect on it and you realize that actually it wasn't that bad or maybe yeah it was hard but you did it like you came out the other side you know that if you go through a similar situation you're going to be fine mm. in most cases right let's not generalize but in most cases so mm -hmm. um, I think it comes back to I, I guess the key words of, of this whole conversation resilience and self-reflection mm, that is so true because you're right because in the moment I guess even now like we can take some of that um, some of those learnings, right? Because when you're in a stressful situation that like, you think this is it, like be all or end all. And and it's so funny because I, I, I told one of my friends as well, it's like, if I if you go through something hard, like think whether it matters in five years time, right? It most likely doesn't. So every time you're kind of faced with that thing and then like he was actually like, but it, but it matters now. Like I need to get to <laughs> I get that. But like, you know, if you put it into perspective, like you obviously have to go through it now, but like, in the grand scheme of things, is it really going to impact your life? Is that you know, is that email really going to you yeah. know, impact your life as an individual? Is this really what's going to matter, kind of thing? So, you're right. It's like yes, so it's so hard in the moment, but like it's yeah. being able to go, once again kind of taking a step back and be like, you know, is it actually going to impact me in 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 the long run, right? And I yeah. think the more you go through these events and the more you go through these hardships, I think you just kind of come out of it stronger and stronger and um it's so funny and interesting to hear like everyone's stories because when we were like younger and a child like it seems like we all kind of went through that you know being like behind the scenes and not kind of finding our voice and it took uh, and, uh, to our like mid-20s to kind of find that mm -hmm. the whole premise like of this show is like reflecting on like the past and the future and I, it'd be interesting to see where we will all be in 10 years time so I was actually thinking of doing like a 10-year reunion <laughs> <laughs> I think you should do right? like a 10-year reunion with a panel get everyone on and just exactly yeah. and oh. I was like gonna say I want to send an invite now I don't know if the calendar goes that <laughs> forward <laughs> but I'm gonna be like a recurring like every 10 years yeah. I mean, who knows what technology we're going to be using in 10 years' time. Like, exactly. We could probably go back in time. Or, and also. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Well, the beauty of it is that this is now saved. So I say, hope, fingers crossed with the technology <laughs> we've had. Bloody hell. <laughs> we had jump around, didn't we? <laughs> the tech company can't even figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I got there eventually. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a good kind of, like, um, kind of segue now to kind of jump into like the future side of things because we've talked about ordinary tales and you know what makes Cami who she is and really understanding what drives you as an individual and your your kind of growing up phase and and also the event that happened that really made you find your kind of true essence of who you are and what makes you up who you are which you've carried on to in your life forward um and I think like the next phase is all around the extraordinary dreams part right and I know for a fact that you are going to go on I guess we are going to go on to achieve great things in the future like no matter where we are because we're already in such a 
I, I think we're such, already in such a kind of like a lucky position to be where we are at our, at our age. Um, so my question next is like really thinking about the future. So I'm going to ask you this one question and we can kind of go with the flow, right? So my question to you, Cami, is what do you want your legacy to be? <laughs> that is such a difficult question. Yeah. Um, so I'll answer it broadly. I think um, the umbrella kind of, term I suppose is helping people in in any way um just you know I'm a maternal figure yeah. in um <laughs> most of my circles be it with friends you just work. that mom vibes I feel like you just you, just, you were I feel like you were just born a mother <laughs> oh just old um <laughs> <the> problems are also <laughs> yeah um <laughs> but yeah like even at home my brother always says it's like I have two mums it's my actual mum and you you're you're my mm. mum so I think it's just I just like to take care of people in in any way um that I can so I think if I can be remembered for as being someone who truly cared and truly helped um I'll be happy mm. that's so like it's so like so simple you know like because I think like when we think about like legacy like we think about you know something grand you know like it has to be like boom like you know I'm gonna have my own company and stuff but I think going back to like what you said around like being that maternal figure like I feel like in, in a way that was your kind of purpose in a way like you know like it's just like kind of give and like yeah. be there for people right and I think like that's definitely who you are as an individual and like what you kind of like what your what your traits are as well and I guess like going on like this idea around helping others like obviously we know that you deal with success during the day and you know that's, <laughs> that's your work title um but like in terms of like the helping others piece like have you got like some idea around how you would might want to go about doing that in like the yeah. next five ten years time like is there any like oh my god like this is like the this is what I would want to be doing like yeah the helping as well because it's a big umbrella right I think um utopia for me would be um to be able to work more closely with charities that help mm. um people out of homelessness it's something that's really close to my heart and most um volunteering that I do revolves around that so kind of you know helping people out of homelessness but also repurposing um foods and stuff like that into these soup kitchens and I think it's it's such amazing work and it's something that it's such a basic need right mm. and to know that there are people um you don't have to go too far I mean we come out of the office and we see so many people on the streets you mm. come out of your house and you see people you know going by with so little um mm. so much to be done to to make that better and to make sure that people have um, the basic necessities. Mm. So anything that I can do, whether it's starting my own charity and I have thought about it mm. um, or, you know, partnering very closely with um, a chosen charity mm. to do as much as I can. Um, who knows? I think I am not a kind of political person. Um, but I would love to be able to influence some of the laws around that as well yeah definitely and you're right like it's one of those problems like everyone knows about and you know like it's always been around and it, I know for a fact it's always going to be around but it's like 
what can we do right what more can we do than what's already been done and it's like one of those things that it's heartbreaking to think about especially when it's like when it comes to winter time or mm-hmm. you can't even begin to fathom like how much they're struggling and to think that they're human beings with feelings and and you know they've got emotions and they want well for themselves and they don't even have the basic human need of having a house of a roof over your head right and it is one of those things that is definitely it's I don't know if there's like a one fixed problem overnight but it's like what can you do as an individual and I know for a fact that you know if we were to come back and do this once again in five or ten years time I know for a fact that you will kind of do something in that space and I have full faith that you know whatever you will do will kind of help in that in that in yeah that, in that world I would help I would hope so I think it's such a complex issue because it's not you know it's not just one problem people can become homeless because of substance abuse um because of bankruptcy because mm. of mental health issues um mm. family issues there's just so many things that can um, cause someone to be homeless and getting that person out of the street isn't you know a simple thing um mm. how do you go about uh giving them not just a house and food but opportunities to then mm. sustain themselves going into the future so it's multifaceted as an mm. issue um mm. i think there are a number of solutions to be considered mm. uh, but i think when i first started kind of thinking about this and wanting to work more closely in this in this space um I, I was kind of not discouraged but maybe intimidated by the size of the problem and the complexity of it but mm. I think it's important to not let that discourage you um you know try to distance yourself a little bit from it and mm. just think what is the the one thing what is the easiest mm. best thing that I can do that will mm. have a big impact and just going from there um mm. and and speaking to people networking with people in in that area right because i'm no expert um but i know people who are i know people who campaign for it um and try to do whatever they can um mm. that's kind of their life's mission mm-hmm. so, and that's true right because i think when you look at these problems like whether you look at homelessness or like I think just talked about like sustainability and like saving the planet and yeah when you do kind of delve into these topics it is overwhelming because like where do I even begin right like what what can I what can I do um but I think just like how you um stood up for that situation when you were younger you spoke up and you stood up at the right time it's just like I think you can apply that same kind of action in this scenario as well. It's just speaking up and standing up for this cause, right? Mm-hmm. And I think to your point, it's not about coming up with a solution overnight, but it's finding those right connections and finding the right network to actually make the first step. And and what, the more you do it, like the more it's once again building that muscle, right? And I think that that can be applied in this scenario as well. And like that is your kind of passion, and that's what I guess like you want to kind of pursue in the future. But I think for the people listening, like that can be applied in any other um thing that they want to get started with as well right um you know whether they want to trust me there are enough problems in the world that <laughs> need a lot of solving do you know what I mean? <laughs> <So> exactly <it's> like, <laughs> your part going to be and it's like what's 
in a way gonna like you're gonna give back but also kind of fulfill fulfill you as an individual as well right but mm-hmm. you know when you do start that charity don't worry I'll, I'll be there in that opening <laughs> there kind of cheering you on so I have no faith that when the time comes like it will be like it will be rewarding and think about how you feel as well right absolutely I think um don't worry I will round up all my friends yes put you all to to work uh <laughs> be hands on <laughs> Of course, sleeves. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's it's something that I have in mind, but um, we'll see how it you know pans out. Um, if it's not my own charity, then definitely being more involved with already established um, mm. charities where um, I can have or try to have a big impact. Yeah, being the advocate kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, that sounds like your thing, and it's like going back to what you said in the beginning as well. Like it's like helping people being that maternal figure I mean I doubt you can be a mother to all the homeless people out there but like that'd be a lot of work on your hand not gonna lie I mean instinctively maybe not um <laughs> practice well, I'm not like have you had dinner yet <laughs> it's like uh, it's just like mother Teresa it's like mother Teresa <laughs> not that image but yeah I think like going back to like you as an individual no I think that all makes complete sense so yeah thank you for sharing that and I think that my final question to you Cami is something that I think I mentioned on the email as well was like in the beginning we mentioned you know like from your point of view self-development isn't revolved too much around like uh, you know courses or books or anything it's more around the people kind of thing but I think just as a recommendation like is there one kind of like self-development related recommendation like this could still be a book like it could be fiction on fiction or you know a podcast or um something that you've watched or seen that has been like oh my god like I want everyone to kind of see or read it like what's that what what comes in your mind I think the classic book that comes to mind is how to win friends and influence people (laughs) it's such a classic and anyone that um, is into self-development that I've spoken to always comes back to this book. And they usually say like, it's the first book that I read and it opened my eyes to this whole world of Mm. self-development. I think the first time I read it, it came across as maybe um, a little bit manipulative. Mm. Um, But I think with time, I've realized that it's it's not, right? Mm. everyone is kind of looking out for their own interests. So Mm -hmm. how do you put yourself in the best position to um, kind of propel yourself forward? Mm -hmm. Definitely recommend, I think it's an easy read. There you go. (laughs) Do you know what, Cammy? I'm actually gonna be reviewing this next week in the, like Mm -hmm. the initial pillar. So I think by the time this video comes out, like I would have already done the episode, but yeah, that is one as cliche as it sounds that is one of the first books I've read as well where it really has kind of changed yeah I look at people I look at myself but also like as the name suggests is like how do you win friends right how to be likable with people that you've never met and like you're right influence sounds like oh my god I'm like manipulating you to like get what I want but it, it all comes from like good intent and it's at the end of it it's understanding how human beings work and it's come from kind of hundreds and centuries ago of like uh, evolution right and we all come from the same source and it's just recognizing who we are collectively exactly I think that's that's spot on um Mm. 
it's a book that you don't just read once. Sometimes no. you just go back to one specific paragraph and you know have a little refresher. And it's a book that you don't want to keep it super clean and pristine. No, um, no not at all. Mine's not. Not <laughs> at all. You want to make notes and you want to um, bookmark and you know go back to it as many times as you can. But like you said, I think it's um, it's not manipulating people. It's how do you make connections with people and. Mm, not to throw another buzzword in there, but I'm a natural introvert. So, you know, mm. I prefer to kind of be on my own with my own thoughts or with a select group of small people that I really click with. Mm. But that's not what life is about, right? When you're at work and you're meeting with clients and co-workers and, you know, many situations in your life, you do have to flex that muscle of relating to people and being likable and, mm. um, being understanding of what mm. they're trying to say to you so I think that's really helped me um mm. putting aside my preference for solitude I guess Tammy's um, <laughs> <laughs> the happiest <laughs> trying to be um more I guess compassionate yeah definitely and it's so interesting because the topic around introvert and extrovert has actually come out in a lot of conversations um and for me like I'm a naturally I'm an extrovert and I like, kind of like thrive with people and I love that and I think with the COVID situation in a way like we're locked away right like obviously you have your family but then you're on your own and I think I was having a chat with Sal which I mentioned as well in a previous episode was that even though we're naturally extroverted we're actually unlocking like the introverted side and it's like oh my god I didn't know I had that side in me you know and now I'm like I'm shy. Like, you know what I mean? like, if I was to go out in public now, I'm like, what am I going to talk about? Like, there was a funny meme that I saw that was like, the next time I see my friends, we'll probably have to do icebreaker to like, get to know each other again. It's like, get to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. But that's so cool. it's like, um, I think V mentioned it as well. It's like he said that I don't think there's like a fully, like, you know, introvert or extrovert. I think we all fall in the spectrum. It's just yeah. finding the time of, and time in the place to like flex each muscle. But yeah, you're right. I think like, going back to it it's like whether you are an introverted or an extroverted person at the end of the day you're going to have to build connections you're going to have to meet new people you're going to have to talk to others um at the right times so it's like the book has it definitely like you know those kind of it's kind of like it feels so like secretive or like you know it feels like you're getting some golden nuggets like no one else has but like the thing is everyone knows it as well because like, yeah. everyone kind of knows about it but yeah I love how you shared that because it is definitely one of my favorite books as well good we're cool. aligned <laughs> we're aligned as as per <laughs> as, as mentioned in previously <laughs> as previously mentioned <laughs> to touch on what I said earlier but no that makes sense so yeah that's a that's a final recommendation and also that brings us to the final question of the podcast I mean like going back to you know everything that we talked about like learning your story the ordinary tales which is like what made you who you are uh and also like the and I guess like we didn't touch on the present, which is interesting, right? Because I feel like I've only known you in the present moment and that this is the cameo I've known so far. Um, but like, you know, even like everything that you've said has does not surprise me at all. Like, it's just you to a T. Um, <laughs> and I think I'm just really excited to see like what you'll achieve in a way. Because I think everything that you said and like going back to the kind of like the hardships and you know all the experiences that you've had growing up has brought you to this point and you know some people might look at you and maybe like us and say you know oh my god they've made it but no do you know what like we're only getting started right 
it's so much more to grow there's so much more to learn and also like all the experiences that you'll have in the future so I'm just really excited for you and also thank you so much for kind of being here and sharing your story and just being you thank you thank you for having me this was um this is really fun and I think we have these conversations a lot but it was good to kind of you know just put it out there um, validate, right yeah exactly and I think like you said I'm excited to see what all of our friends get up to and mm. what we do for the next few years because I think we if there's kind of two words that I can use to describe us is we're all grateful for what we have but we're mm. all ambitious people as well so that's uh, a mix not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> a mix of a cocktail that <laughs> there we go mm. um so yeah, it would be interesting to see where we are, what we're doing with our lives in, in a few years' time. So exactly. thank you for having me. Yeah, it's just excitement, right? And I think something I mentioned as well previously was like, if we could do some form of panel, like maybe to get like you and Olive on or like to get like Cami or Victoria on to like just talk about life. Like I think that would be so much fun as well. And like, so, yeah. imagine like we're saying how like, I feel like half the recording would just be like cackling. <laughs> That would be a lot of time editing, but no, I think once again, it goes back to that showing the power of stories, right? And like also kind of going back and reflecting on how far we've come, but also um, kind of using that as providing that inspiration for the next generation or people to like listen and be like, okay, like, you know, maybe I can do it as well. And I think more than anything, it's for ourselves to look back at because fingers crossed the recording will save. <laughs> it's it's going to be fun right to kind of reflect on this cami and if you look at where you were when you were 15 and everything you've been there you know everything you've gone through to, to now like look how much you've grown and evolved and I know for a fact it's only going to get you know it's a, a uphill kind of trend in in the graph so no thanks so much again so woo, fun and then yeah look out for the recording I will do can't wait guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast hope you guys found it as enjoyable as i did recording it and if you want to share some feedback or show some support feel free to follow me on at self sundays with a double s on instagram and i look forward to catching you same time next week thank you bye